Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the podcast 15 to Life, where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito Guerrero. Let's get into it. So today we're going to be talking about good old San Quentin. San Quentin, California State Prison, right? Uh, San Quentin's its own little city, right? It's got its own little zip code. Um, When you write a letter there, you're writing it to California State Prison San Quentin at San Quentin in San Quentin. (laughs) It's it's its own entity. Um, And the quick history behind San Quentin. So San Quentin started like 1800s, like 1854, if I'm not mistaken. And... And San Quentin started out as a freaking boat. Like, it was like the gold rush days and people were coming around, committing too many crimes. And, like, the city jails and stuff couldn't hold the amount of people that were getting locked up. So they put them on boats, bought up the land, and literally the inmates built the freaking prison. Isn't that crazy, right? Needless to say, you know, it's the oldest prison in California. So it's pretty much the first prison in California. A real estate prison, not like a regular little jail. And it's the only prison in California uh, that does executions. So there's your little historical fact. So today's podcast, um, going to be talking about fishing. And although San Quentin's surrounded by the bay, <laughs> I'm not talking about real fish. I'm talking about the fishing that is done in, in county jails and in prisons to get items back and forth in between cells. Um, now, if you've ever watched lockup or any of that you'll you'll probably seen people fish before and depending on the environment uh it could be uh pretty elaborate it's pretty elaborate either way it's just in different ways so san quinn the difference the the big thing that's different between san quinn fishing and fishing damn near anywhere else as you go to like old Folsom is it's old school it's prison bars it's the 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 shit you see on tv and in movies matter of fact i talk about that a lot is old Folsom and san quinn are used for a lot of these movies because they're old school prisons the new stuff is the stuff you also see in movies where the doors are automatic they clack clack and they shut and you can use a key but the reality is it's all automated and everything right these are old school like San Quentin to to undo, the, they have a deadbolt that locks all cells. Kind of like if you ever saw um, Alcatraz, right? Um, in there, they're showing how they have to pull the bar that unlocks all the cells. So that's the big deadbolt. And then they have a key that unlocks each cell after that. So basically, they have two locks on them. But needless to say, they're all bars, right? And then you have a trace slot. Now, depending on where you're at in the prison, that trace slot may or may not have a a door that kind of seals up. And then, depending on where you're at in the prison, yes, sometimes you don't just have the straight bars. They have grids on them or or plexiglass or whatever to keep stuff from being able to get shot in and out. Um, 
we can talk about that in another podcast too but this one's more fishing so san quinn fishing is easier and harder because san quinn has five tiers in most areas and so five tiers means you know you're five stories up basically right um and people fish from one tier to another and then all the way down on the cells and that's where what makes it real elaborate in there in county jail um in most county jails not all you you have two tiers if anything right so you can fish off the tier um it's hard there too but nothing like san quinn because san quinn you can use real thick sheets where you damn near make it into rope and i mean yeah you you can do some some crazy stuff and most of us um the anchor the weight we would use for our fishing so basically fishing is a line which like i said in san quentin you would use a sheet and a lot of us would actually rip up thinner pieces of sheet and then braid them and make it like a rope so it's really strong um and then if you're in like county jail or whatever you probably are picking apart a sock or a pair of boxers or underwear and you're taking very fine string and kind of braiding that up almost like a fishing line a regular fishing line you you get it to where it can hold some weight and then you're using something like um a tube of toothpaste this emptied out you're poking a hole in it tying it up and then that little piece of toothpaste and a lot of times you'll put some soap in let it harden up and now you have a little weight and it's very smooth you can slide it across the floor real easy in Quinn, you don't have to slide anything on the floor. You have bars, and then you have a tray slot. You can poke your arms out. So you can do a whole lot more. You can get a lot further a lot quicker because you can swing with your almost your full force, right? And not to mention, you have like a rope. And we would usually use a magazine or a newspaper rolled up real tight so it's heavy. Tie that at the end. So now you have a heavy weight, and you have basically a rope. You can really toss that son of a bitch pretty far, right? So the first thing you learn is how to make your line, right? And once again, San Quinn's different from a lot of places because you can make something really crazy. So the other thing is you need plenty of line. Now, mind you, I was on the fifth tier. I was on the third tier. Um, third tier is like you're, you're, you're really in a great place because you can fish up and you can fish down easily because you're right in the middle fifth tier it's also kind of easy because you're going down so it's not as hard because you don't have to fish upward fishing up takes a little bit of skill but it's not super hard to do you just play around with it till you figure it out but i'm going to kind of run you guys through it and then tell you about some of the things that i fished for that yeah some interesting stories anyway so mind you you got five tiers you're staring at a wall high up on the wall and then mid-range in the wall you have catwalks where the gunners walk around i'll tell you right now it's not like in the movies where a gunner is walking back and forth all day long like they're they're only out there when there's movement and the rest of the time no one's out there so you you have a lot of free reign then they have guards that'll walk around and there was a guard and i wouldn't be surprised if he's still at san quentin even though it's been a long freaking time i'm talking 20 something years um but we called him Chucky because he looked like a grown-up Chucky doll. And Chucky hated people fishing. Oh, my God. He would never go in your cell and search to find your fishing line. 
his whole thing, he wanted to catch you. And I swear he did this for exercise because he would come up on a tier and just start running. And people would, oh, Chucky's coming. And and you'd reel in your line as fast as you can. And and you get it in the gate. And then, like, he would literally come running up and grab the bars, huffing and puffing, like, ha-ha, yeah, I'm going to get you next time. And, and it was like this whole game. And if he grabbed your line, he took whatever the hell you were pulling back and forth. If it was anything hot, contraband, that you can get in trouble for, he might write you up. But his whole thing was he just took your line and threw it away. Like, that was his whole, I don't know, that was his thing. But needless to say, so I, I make my line. I, I rip up a couple sheets. I, I get a decent amount of rope, and then I found out that it was totally not enough. Like, you need, like, 100 yards of rope if you really want to be able to do some stuff. But... I had enough to, to kind of fish up and down the tier. And when I say up and down the tier, you got, what is it, 25, 50 cells. Um, and so enough to, like, go down one way or the other. Um, so I would fish, literally, you stick your hand out, you, you put some slack out there, and you swing. You just, like, spin, spin, spin your uh, weighted end around, and then you toss it, and then you'll yell be like, man, did you get it? Like, for example, if you're trying to fish five cells down, first you're going to yell out, hey, man, about to shoot you a line. All right. Then that person waits. You shoot your line. They let you know that you either made it close enough to where they can see it or you pass their cell up. And then they'll tell you to pull it. And you pull it slowly. And then they're like, okay, stop when it's right in front of their cell. And then they'll either have a stick that they've put together, basically rolled up newspaper, rolled up magazines, that are tied up using parts of sheets and they kind of make a, a golf club, a, a little hook so they can reach out, grab your line, pull it in their cell. Now we're locked in together, right? So my line is in the homie cell down, 10 cells down, whatever I'm trying to get a magazine, some food, whatever it may be, he's going to then tie it on my line. If it's a magazine, he could just roll it up and literally just tie it on my line. Let me know. And then I pull it back. If it's food, like some canteen, maybe it's a can of tuna and a couple of soups, he'll put it inside of a bag and tie the bag to the line. Now, this might be a lunch bag, so he might put two or three lunch bags to make sure they don't rip if they bang on to something. It might be like a clear plastic bag, like a trash bag, something like that, or even a pillowcase. Like, I might send a pillowcase down. That way, he puts it in the pillowcase, ties it back up, and that's just my line pillowcase. Like, I'll never put my head on it or anything, right? So, anyway... That's that's the easy fishing. That's fishing just down down the line. Now, if I'm trying to go like 20 cells down, more than likely I'm not going to be able to toss it myself that far down. So then I need help. So then you you don't really ask like other races to help you. So I know I got the homie 10 cells down. Like, hey homie, I'm shooting my line. Get it down to the other homie down there. All right, same process. I'm going to shoot it down there. He's going to fish that son of a bitch in. Then he's going to call out to the other homie, and he's going to continue it down the, the way. Now, here's, here's the thing, right? And this does happen, and people get kind of messed up over it. Uh, well, really messed up. Like sometimes people know you're moving tobacco. Maybe you're moving marijuana, something like that. And you're stretched out over like 20 cells right they'll hook on to a line and wait for it to come down grab it hold it 
and try as quickly as they can to get in and get something out and then let it go like it just got stuck on something. And this is where, you know, uh, this will reign true with a lot of people watching movies and stuff. But the guys holding the mirrors out of the cell, that's real. Like, guys will hold the mirror out, and if they see that, they'll zero in on which cell. And it's not necessarily like some of the stuff you see in movies where they'll start yelling, like, hey, man, let the line go. Nah, they're going to just zero in and go fuck that dude up later. Like, depending on what it is, he might just get a little DP, little discipline, you know, have to do some stupid stuff, pay some money back. If it's something serious, oh, man, it, anything can happen. But anyway, so you kind of piggyback off different cells to get way far down. So that was my first thing, doing the, the simple fishing. And most of the stuff we were doing, tobacco at the time was still legal in the prison system. It just wasn't legal in the reception area, which San Quentin is a reception center. So I was only there until I got assigned to a regular prison. But we had tobacco. So <clears throat> we would run tobacco back and forth using the lines. Most of the stuff was food. Sometimes it was people's paperwork. Um because, you know, we check people's paperwork, make sure they're not rapists or anything else. But most of the times, it was just food and reading material, magazines and stuff. And pornography, of course. <laughs> so anyway, that's going up and down just the tier. So now, to fish down, what we would do is, obviously, since you can just reach out and it's basically just, you know, bars um, uh, basically waist high... Uh, basically a rail a handrail you just throw your your line off of the tier now it gets a little bit more intricate right because now you need people to look out to see if there's any cops walking around before you shoot your line off of your tier and whatever tier you're trying to get to then you got to make sure you have enough line it's not like you can see it it's not like there's a mirror on the wall so you can watch everything so you end up like some of us, I would even mark on my line so I know exactly where to hold it to get it to each tier that I was trying to get it to. And you throw it off and then you kind of swing it. And you know it swings out when it comes in. You let it go and it drops onto the tier. And then someone on the, basically the person that's right below you hooks it in and then passes it to wherever you want it to go. And they'll usually hold the line at their cell. So imagine this, I'm in 5, 225, so I'm in cell 25 on the fifth tier. So I know who's in cell 425, they're directly below me. Even if it's another race, this is where you got to kind of cross lines sometimes, or hopefully you have a homie either directly below you or one cell over one way or the other, because either way they'll be able to fish your line once you drop it down, but... You get it down there, they pull in, and then they basically get a lot of slack, depending on how far they have to go down left or right on the tier. They hold that extra slack in their cell. They swing and throw it down left or right to wherever you're trying to go. The reason they hold the line in their cell is so whenever whatever gets passed off, They'll hold it while you pull or they pull it back to their cell. And that way it's a clean pull coming straight up. You don't have to worry about it swinging and maybe falling off or a guard grabbing it. It, it, it keeps the line very clean and tight and uh, as unseeable as you can get, basically. So 
that's how you get down a tier. And mind you, it's the same thing going down two tiers. You basically let out a little bit more slack, swing it, drop it in. Now you're yelling. And mind you, the guards hear all that. The reality is they're not trying to run and get it. They're, they're really not. And then sometimes you can yell through the toilet or through the vent to kind of talk without really putting it out there on everything, right? And then people will always yell, pull your line, pull your line. And that's just to let you know there's a cop coming there about to grab your shit. So you yank it like you're just spinning as fast as you can to get that back in, right? And then sometimes you'll tell someone, man, cut it. And they cut it and they hold your line and you just pull the without the weight up just because you're not going to be able to get it up in time. Now swinging to a tier above you that that's that was the one that took me a, a minute to to get the hang of but in retro look, looking back in hindsight it, it's it's not the hardest thing it's just it's just weird because if you've never done it you've never done it right so you basically go through the same process you do to get below you so you throw it out so now it's angled out over this rail right in front of you you drop it down low and you you go up one tier at a time. So like when I was on the third tier, I did a few times go straight up to the fifth, um, but it's harder. It's easier to just go up to the fourth and let them do the same thing and get it up to the fifth. But basically what you do is you drop it down far enough to go down to the tier below you, but then you pull it up enough so it doesn't hit their rail, their handrail, and you start swinging it. You swing it hard. And then what you basically do is all timing. It swings in up under you on the tier below. And when it starts to swing back out, you jerk it hard. And when you jerk it hard, it makes it catapult up and it'll swing right in above you. And now the person above you hooks it in and they they either go up another tier or down the row, however you want. So <laughs> that was a lot of talking to explain how to fish up and down when you're on a five tier system and left and right depending on where you want to go now i'll never forget and, and like i said we we fished every a lot of stuff was magazines and pictures and and food food was like one of the bigger things food and tobacco was moving that crap left and right that 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 was big right but sometimes it was cooked food and we would you know we had little like tupperware bowls and they would come with a lid uh the lid was you know, so you can keep your food in there covered up, but also like when you're cooking a top ramen or whatever, you cover it up so it, it, you know, the heat doesn't go away quick. But the great thing about that was it was Tupperware basically. So like if I cooked some food, I could send it to someone because I could seal that bowl up and throw it in a pillowcase and then shoot it down the line, right? So we would cook a lot. And mind you, San Quinn's old school. I mean, it's it's not spring mattresses, but they basically are. They're the... The metal springs, and that's why a lot of people have weapons in there. And I'm sure they probably changed it by now. They probably got hard, uh, flat, cheap metal in there now. But it was springs, and like you could uncoil the springs. But I mean, you could take like lunch meat and stuff and literally start a fire and like have a little barbecue. So, yeah, I'll never forget. We were, um, some of the, the Chinese homies down the way, um, they, they told me they were cooking and they're like, hey, shoot shoot uh some soups and some tuna and blah blah blah. And so i'm like sure so i shoot my stuff down they're like hey we'll shoot you back lunch later i'm like cool so i sent them my little bowl and everything you know we're all good to go uh they yell at me like hey homie shoot your line so i'm like all right shoot my line down tie up my bowl pull it back over and man it was 
good stuff. And and mind you, we had all the homies on the main line in San Quentin getting us some of the stuff like from their packages and stuff that we couldn't get in canteen. So, you know, we had like soy sauce, we had hoisin sauce, sriracha, all this stuff. So, you know, they hooked me up. Man, it looked like some straight out the out of Asian restaurant. So I'm like, cool, man, I got some good food. It's you know, it's hot up in here. I got the little breeze off the bay blowing in. I, I'm, I'm tearing this food up. So uh, later on, the next day when we when we go to breakfast, I'm like, hey, man, good looking out on the food. They're like, you like that shit? And I'm like, yeah, it was good stuff, man. How'd you get the tuna to taste like that? Because I saw tuna, and then it was like a different kind of tuna. And they're like, I don't know, that, that, that was a seagull. And I'm like, it was, I'm sorry, what? They're like, it was seagull. And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? And they're like, no, nah, man, didn't you see us doing the traps? And I was like, yeah, I heard you guys were trying to set traps for stupid seagulls, but you're kidding me, right? They're like, nah. <laughs> so basically what they what they did, and I thought it was like this cruel thing that they were doing, and it wasn't about like trying to eat anything. But they would feed the seagulls Alka-Seltzer so their stomachs blow up and all this stuff, right? And I thought, you know, that's kind of sick and whatever. But they would also, the seagulls would come in and they like walk around the tier and stuff when we were locked up. And uh, they basically put out like a little trap using sheets and stuff and some food. And they freaking caught a seagull and <laughs> cooked it, like grilled it up on the freaking bed. It's crazy. Um... Now I don't know. Uh, uh, I would never eat it again. But uh, all I know is with the hot sauce and everything else on it, it didn't taste so bad while I was in San Quentin. But, yeah, so that, that that's my fishing story. When I first got to San Quentin, learned how to do all that. I got other fishing stories that I'll, I'll talk about from uh, County Jail on another podcast. But, yeah, so needless to say, I fished some seagull lunch one day. I like to think that the seagull part was the smaller portion of the meal, <laughs> but I have eaten seagull. Anyway, this is Tito 15 to Life. Hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please subscribe, like it, drop a comment. If you want to hear about any kind of other stories, check check it out on Instagram, 15 to Life. Facebook fan page is out there too. Check them all out. And uh, coming soon, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to drop some other stuff, some reading material. The website is up as well, 15 Years of Life. Uh, that's kind of dormant and dead right now, but I'm looking to get some, some content out there. Anyway, y'all have a blessed day. Talk to you next time.